following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. Here we are, everybody. It's Friday. That means it's time for the Players' Lounge. I'm Nui Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by Danny McRae and Barry Church, two former Dallas Cowboys safeties. All right, uh, it's Friday. McRae, how we doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm I'm, I'm sad about my uh, my picks from last week, you know. Uh, and I seen you over there hating on Papados online, so I got I got I got I got to correct that today. But it, it, it's Friday, man. I made it through another week, so everything's good on my end. Church, tell you what, man? It's it's Friday. It's a beautiful Friday. The sun's out. I might actually hit the golf course after this. <laughs> It's an amazing day. It's an am- I'm back in Texas, and I'm back in Texas. So, look, man, it's an amazing Friday. Amazing. Here's, here's what I absolutely love about you, church, and the life you're living, man, is that you can just decide, hey, I think I'm going to go ahead and play golf after this. So <laughs> golf is at least a four-hour – it's at least a four-hour deal that you with young children can just roll on out the door and your wife's like, cool, go ahead. I know I can't go. When people say, you play golf? I was like, no, nah, I don't because it's at least four hours to play and you want to spend some time after. So it's a five-hour deal. My wife ain't going to let me go nowhere. Just, hey, I'm just going to play a game, be gone for five hours. But church, you my hero, man. I get to live through you, church. I'm living through I, you, baby. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I gotta take my my son. I gotta take him with me. So it ain't it ain't just a complete just you know dipping out of there. I gotta have him with me. But overall, man, it, you know it's good to get out of the house. It's good to get out of the house and enjoy something. So I gotta do it. All right. All good. Um, let's talk about a former teammate. Um, Jason Witt has retired. He played this year with the Las Vegas Raiders. Decided to retire uh, for a second time. Where do you guys rank Witt? All time when it comes to NFL tight ends. Man, go ahead, D Mac. Uh, listen, when you talk about all time, first of all, all time Cowboys tight ends, I'm putting them at number one. Uh, when, when you talk about all time tight ends, as, as far as consistency, I put him at number one. He isn't the most talent. He isn't. He isn't the most talented tight end that we've ever seen play. You know, he, he he's not like a Gronk, maybe a, um, some of the guys who can go up and make those big time catches, kind of like Kelsey, and get it you know, play like receiver. But as far as him being in the right place and always being able to get open and maximizing his skill set, I think he's done that better than almost any tight end in history. He's. I think he's leading in uh, receptions. He played with 13, 14 years. Uh, I, he, I'm not sure how many games he missed, but it's not many. So he is the model for consistency. So I'll put him at the top as far as that. It's a few guys ahead of him stat-wise and talent-wise, but he, he ranks up there among, among the top. Does he crack the top five all-time for you? The, uh, of the tight ends that I know, I, I, was, I would give him he, cra- he cracks the top five. Okay. And, and and listen, listen. That that that's not including Gronk, that like the guys who are still playing. I'm talking about guys who are no longer playing. Since he's going to be a retired guy now. Okay. All right. Since since you since you put it like that way, I, I see where you're coming from there. Um, 
for me, like you said, man, if, if we put them at the Cowboys list, if we're saying like this is, you know, the all time greatest, not even just tight end, just uh, just a cowboy player in general, I would definitely put him at the number one at that spot. I mean, his intangibles on the field and off the field were legendary. I mean, he's one of the greatest leaders I think I've ever been around. And D-Mac, I mean, I, don't, I can't speak for you, but I mean, this guy, leadership off the field was immaculate and his play on the field was immaculate as well. And like you said, D-Mac, he was able to get the most out of his skill set because he wasn't the fastest guy. He didn't run the craziest routes and he, and he didn't get much separation from guys, but he was able to come down with the ball and he did it consistently so in that regard I will put him number one when it comes to consistency and just being a Dallas Cowboy player now overall with all those tight ends out there I mean you're talking about the Kellen Winslow's of the world the Shannon Sharps of the world I mean I would put Gronk in my top five as well but overall it's hard for me to put him in that five man it's hard for me to do that but when it comes to consistency and being that leader that he was he's an all-time great and he will be a first ballot hall of famer uh, but top five is kind of tough for me to do that just seeing all the skill sets and the talent that other tight ends had out there but like i said before model of consistency he will be a first ballot hall of famer hey hey grunk don't count man he's still playing he's still he playing they, he, he was retired he, for a hot second but he, <laughs> but 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 he's but he's back. In that case, you got to put Kelsey in there and and, uh, and Kittle and all these guys who that we assume are going to be great guys. He's still playing. Once he retired, I'll, put, I'll probably put him over Jason Wooden as far as the impact that he was able to make on his team. But yeah, he, he's still going. He, he's about to give him another Super Bowl possibly. So I'm, I'm gonna hold off on that one. Let me ask y'all both a quick question, real quick. Do y'all think? the move to Oakland put any type of stain on his career or do you think it just what you know just, he just tried to go for another ship and it just didn't work out that way well it, I, I don't the year in Vegas um, didn't do anything at all in my opinion um, he was already legendary You're talking about 11 time Pro Bowls before he ever got there uh, all pro first or second team five times number two all time in receptions number two for tight end uh, number five all time in, in tight ends uh, touchdown wise so I don't think it did that at all uh, the Hall of Fame is littered with guys who spent one or two years in a place that you know at the end of their career you're like oh yeah I mean, honestly I think you're gonna forget it you know, do, do you remember Jerry Rice playing for the the, Seattle. the Raiders? The Raiders or Seattle? Yeah. Do you, you remember yeah. Dorsett with Denver or Emmitt in Arizona? Um, Johnny and Itis in, 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 with the Chargers or Joe Namath with the Rams. So, you know, this is, you know, J you know Ronnie Lott with the Jets. So I think that that's, that's, that's no, no big deal at all. Um, Shannon Sharp is a guy we didn't bring up here when we talk about just, you know, great tight ends of all time. And Shannon played on three Super Bowl winners. And when I think about the last team he played on, that Ravens team, where they had no wide receiver weapons that were any good, it was basically the Shannon Sharp show. So when I think about Shannon and his career, um, he, was, he was legendary. I think Jason, first off, there's only eight tight ends. I don't know if you guys know this. There's only eight tight ends in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I mean, just eight. I when you think that. about Yes, in, in the National Football League. And Jason is going to be, Tony Gonzalez is going to go in. So, you know, Tony and Jason are going to put that thing at 10. I anticipate Antonio Gates getting there. So um, I look at it at getting to, to 11 guys. And, uh, but the guys who were in there are special. John Mackey, special tight end. Kellen Winslow, special tight end. And when you talk about ranking them, it's an interesting deal because so many of these guys are in there 
when they had running teams and Ozzie Newsome and Mike Ditka. Um, so when you look at this new wave of pass-catching tight ends, Jason is definitely in that new wave, and, and you're talking about a top-five guy in a, in a pass-catching mode and um, a hell of a career. And, and look, I've always felt this way, having been to Canton many times, and you guys have been up there as well. Once you're in, baby, you're in. <laughs> you know, you, once you're in, you're in, and uh, he, he's going to get his—he's going to get his gold jacket, and deservingly so. Um, he, hell of a career, man. Just, just you know, I tip my hat to what Jason Witten has done in his NFL career, coming out of Tennessee, third-round pick. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he, he basically, the, like you said, the consummate professional. I mean, his leadership off the field was legendary. His his on the field performances were legendary. I still remember when, uh, I don't even think, it, was I in the league? No, I wasn't in the league at the time, but when he caught that, looked like a slant against Philadelphia, two defenders come and merge on him. They both knock down each other. His helmet goes flying and he still runs for another 40 yards. And I think that that's the play to me that pretty much just basically tells you all you need to know about Jason Witten when it comes to the football field. I mean, there's, there's a guy that there's no guy that worked harder than he did with his skill set. And like you said, man, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He had a hell of a career. Well, well Church, Church, you, you were there. I think it was the preseason game where I think he like he did something to his spleen and everybody just assumed he wasn't going to be able to play. We, we, we watched that firsthand and it was like, there's no way Witten's going to get out there and get this stuff done. And he was out there, so it, it, like it's not—it's not much you can do to get this guy off the field. And he went out there and he performed. And, and like I said, one thing you knew about Witten where you you knew exactly what you were going to get when you were out there on the field, and everybody else knew what they were going to get, and they still couldn't stop it. So I mean, that—that's that, just a testament to how how he perfected his craft. Uh, you knew exactly what route he was going to run it. You know, you just didn't know if he was going to break in or out. And somehow the dude was always open so I mean he, he's a special player and he was a top I would give him a top 10 trash talking rating like this dude not, not, not a lot of cats know it I know it because I had to guard him in practice each and every every and every practice I had to guard him but this dude subtly would just talk trash the whole entire time he would just, ooh, 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 get open on you but I, maybe maybe next time kid maybe and it just be so subtle that you just be like, man, you know what? I hate this dude. I hate, but he, I mean, he just taught you so many lessons, and just his trash talking was just as legendary as his play on the field. <laughs> well, it, it'll be interesting to see what he does in his post career. He will have his Raider contract expire in March, and then he'll sign a one-day contract with the Dallas Cowboys and retire. And, well, I, I'd probably say the first step is, is Jerry will put him in the ring of honor. And then after that, uh, you know, in five years, he'll be, uh, he'll be in Canton for the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Another, you know, another Cowboy member uh, going into, into the Hall of Fame. So that'll be, that'll be N- pretty special. Nui. Yes. Nui, will he be the only Cowboy to retire twice? I don't know about that. I don't know. I mean, Ed, Ed Tuttle Jones did it twice. Remember, he uh, gotcha. he played, then retired to go box, and then came back. And then came. But, okay. um, <laughs> he went. He went boxed again. Hey, you know. So so I re- I remembered that, and I remembered I remember how how mad many Cowboy fans were. Like, you're gonna go do what? Hey, do, do, you know, I'm, you know, it's like, okay, fine. You got the reach over anybody, but you know, you're not going to be, you're not going to go out here and beat Larry Holmes. I mean, what, what are you doing? Um, and then mm. he came back and 
And, and, you know, and, Ed, and when Ed retired, this is at that height where the Cowboys were in the mix for you know, the Super Bowl year in and year out under Coach Landry here in, in the late 70s and in early 80s. So that was that 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 was that infuriated many a Cowboy fan. Like, what in the world are you doing? And you guys have played at the ultimate level. And it is hard at any sport to get to that ultimate level. And that was the thing about me about boxing. And when I heard about Ed Tutel, I was like, dude, do you know how hard this is? This, this is hard to become a, a, a top flight heavyweight boxing contender. But yeah, he, he did it. But hey, good question. But that's the only one I could think of. Speak, speak, hey, listen, uh, side note, speaking of that, let me tell you, every, the, the boxing game, the fighting game, if your head is not in it and you hadn't been practicing your entire life or you took some time off, take a look at the fight that happened on Saturday with Conor McGregor who came out there half-stepping and you'll see how hard it is to really get your mind in the game. My man went out there and got knocked out. He ain't been the same since uh, since Mayweather put them hands on him and he had, and he got $100 million. You got you, you got to have your mind right, man. That is a very, very tough thing to do. And, uh, you know, shout out to Ed, but I, I, I will give Greg Hardy some, some props on that because he's been able to transition from Pro football player, one of the best DNs to play for 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 his time, and then uh, trans, transferring to UFC fighting, actually getting some wins, doing some good stuff out there. Well, it reminds me of a movie, and you guys were were not even born when it came out in 1983, uh, Rocky Three. And in that movie, they consistently talk about the eye of the tiger. And um, Rocky's trainer, Mickey, said, "You know, you ain't you ain't been the same since you won that belt." And what he talked about was at the time, hey, Rock, you, you got paid, you're famous, um, you don't have that same hunger. And Conor McGregor going in the ring, how can you be the same after you put $100 million in your pocket? And you know you're <laughs> set for life. Right. Hold and on now, Floyd, Floyd. No, 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 no. Cause listen, there, there is a perfect example of a guy who did that in and out. And as much as knew he wanted to hate on the guy, Mayweather consistently made that type of money and went out there and performed to the best of his ability and will be going down as one of the top pound-for-pound fighters to ever get in the ring. Floyd was picking and choosing. Floyd was choosing them fights, man. I don't know about that, man. So Conor McGregor didn't pick Poirier? I mean, Poirier was on the come up to it, and Conor went out there. He he got them hands put on him. Conor yeah, he he, he 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 had already beat him up, so he assumed he was going to do the same thing. Conor McGregor picked that fight. Conor McGregor also picked Mayweather too. He called him out. He went out there and said, "I'm going to beat up Mayweather." So let's not. Y'all want to take stuff away from that dude, man? He he make he make consistent money, and he go out there and perform and win, and has never lost a boxing match. Danny, I'm going to give you one word to describe Floyd Mayweather. It, it sums up this whole argument. Outlier. You know, in everything in life, there's going to be an outlier. A, a, a person who just... Tom who, who Brady, puts, yeah. Right, right. There's, there's <laughs> an outlier. You know, there, there, there have, you know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, this dude was an outlier. So, so in every walk of life, there's going to be one person who's a heck of a lot different than the others. And, and that's what Floyd was in his career. So, so when we talk about the eye of the tiger, hey, most people... Are, are going to be like Conor McGregor. Hey, man, I made all this money. I'm not the same. And you, you know, and to me, in a sport like that, where you got, where you put your body on the line physically, once you've made it and got paid, yeah, I, I think it is hard to, to, to keep getting up and doing it. But for, for Floyd Mayweather, outlier, man. He, he was just going to put that dude in a different category. But most regular <laughs> mortal, 
most regular mortals at that position, they're going to fall into that trap. I mean, look at Mike Tyson. You know, as, as great as Tyson was, you know, Tyson, Tyson fell into that and had so much going on in his world. And, and that's, that's a tough thing to keep winning and have that hunger to, to, to put your body and your mind at that level. And for what Floyd did, man, I have mad respect for it as an outlier. I mean, look, look at look at when it comes to football. I mean, how many cats we've seen get their start, you know, on special teams and they're grinding, they're they're gunners, they're you know, they're blocking, they're doing all that, and then they, they get a little break on defense and offense, maybe get a little change in their pocket, and then the coach says, "Hey, we need you to be this gunner, we need you to be this safety on kickoff," and they're just like, "Ah, I know a guy like that." Don't don't you say it? I know I know a guy like that. Say it. I don't know who he's on, but I have I have seen it done before. What, what, what number? What number did it start with? Did it start with a? Did it start with a four? Absolutely. Did it end with a? Did it end with a, a two? All I'm saying is I've seen it done before. All right, that's all. you lived it because you lived it. Because you lived it. Don't you put that on me, dude. <laughs> Let's get our oh, first break. Let's get our first break in here on, on the Players Lounge. Um, <laughs> Matthew Stafford. There's been talk about Matthew Stafford and the Cowboys. There's been talk about Deshaun Watson being everywhere since he asked the Houston Texans for a trade. Let's dive into what the Cowboys' interest should or could be with these two quarterbacks. I'm Newey Scruggs along with Danny McCray and Barry Church right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on Seeky is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the Seeky app today, and when the time is right, let's go. Seeky. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. To the Players' Lounge. 
back here in the Players' Lounge on a Friday. Quarterback talk is big, big, big. We'll get into that. By the way, we got a message for you. The richest weekend in Western Sports. Uh, sports returns to AT&T Stadium for its eighth year. Don't miss the finals of the American Rodeo on March 6th and 7th. Tickets are on sale right now. Get yours before they sell out at SeatGeek.com. I'm Nui Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by two former Dallas Cowboys safeties, Barry Church and Danny McCray. All right, guys. Deshaun Watson says, I want out of Houston. Matthew Stafford's told the Lions, hey, thanks, but I'm done with you. So, um, you know how Cowboy fans are. You know how Cowboy Twitter goes and social media. There are people who've been asking about these quarterbacks. Let's start with Matthew Stafford first. Danny McCray, if you're the Cowboys, do you have any interest? Because right now, your quarterback, Dak Prescott, is a free agent who you could franchise for one more year. But after this year, if you don't get a deal done, there's no way you can franchise him for a third. Your thoughts on Matthew Absolutely, Absolutely not. Uh, yeah. Matthew, you know, as, as, as good as uh, I believe Matthew Stafford is, one, I, I really do love Dak being here as our, as our quarterback, the leader that he is, and the stuff that I've seen him do on the field. But more importantly, Matthew Stafford has been injured. I think he, he breaks hands, backs, legs, uh, all type of stuff, man. And, and, and once you bring a guy in who you can't depend on to, to play a full season, then, then you, you're, you're asking for trouble. So the, with the injuries that he had, and, and it, it looked like it's kind of similar to what Romo was dealing with at the end of his career, uh, I, I wouldn't take a risk on him. He, he's, a, he's a heck of a player, but I, I think the quarterback that we have now is, is, is the solution for us to get to a Super Bowl. All right. Now, before, before I get into this, I, I'll preface it by saying, look, I think Dak Prescott is a much better quarterback than Matthew Stafford. But in saying that, I was, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I would still do my homework on it. I would still go to ask the you know, Detroit Lions, you know, what are, they, what are they thinking? What are the trade possibilities for us and Matthew Stafford? And if it doesn't break the bank and if it doesn't anything outrageous or outlandish, I mean, you go to Dak Prescott and you say, hey, do you, would, you, would you mind taking this five-year deal? If not... I mean, hey, it's, it's, there's a lot worse scenarios than having Matthew Stafford as a quarterback back there, all right? I mean, we, we've seen it last year. We've seen it last year with the Red Pistols. So, for me, I'm not saying I'd rather have Stafford. I'm not saying that at all. I'd rather have Dak Prescott. But to me, I think you do your homework on it, and you see what possibilities are out there for you. It wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt because you, you do not have Dak Prescott under contract right now. You don't, your quarterback right now is Garrett Gilbert. So for me, I'm doing my homework on Matt Stafford. He has a lot of injuries. He hasn't won a lot in Detroit, but I don't think that's totally his fault. So for me, I'm doing my homework on it just to see what can happen. Man, listen, you done went from Justin Fields to Matthew Stafford. Goodness gracious. Whatever you the double G, whatever you can do to get rid of Dak Prescott, even though you don't even listen, hold on, wait. Even even though even though you believe that he is he is a good quarterback. And he could really take us to the Super Bowl if, if he didn't cost as much. Then it will be okay. But you're doing anything you can to say anything cheaper, anything cheaper than Dak Prescott, even if it's Justin Fields or injured Matthew Stafford, is better for the Cowboys so they can get some defensive pieces and, and be okay on offense and uh and and probably good on defense. You know, we you still don't know exactly what they're gonna be no matter what player they get. But hey, whatever. whatever. I, I like you back, man. Come on back, man. Come on back. So, so Barry, Barry, I want to come in and ask you this here, okay? Mm-hmm. Are, they are not just, they're going to want a draft pick. 
So are you willing to give up the 10th overall pick in the draft? No. For Matthews. Okay, then. then no, not I mean, at all. Not at all. That, okay, so, so what are you giving up to go get the quarterback? Because they're asking for a one. Well, if they're asking for a one, they're out of their mind. I mean, look, Matt Stafford's 11 years in the league. He's coming off of uh, multiple surgeries. He hasn't completed a full season in, in who knows how long. So for them to ask for a one, I mean, that's. That's out of pocket. That's just that ain't, that ain't even. Don't even put that. But if they come saying, "Look, we'll, we'll take you know a second and a third for Stafford," I'd do it, man. Well, How about Church? Church, can you can you make that make, do that list again? Do that list again for why you wasn't wouldn't give up a one for Matthew Stafford. <laughs> Please do, do that list again and tell me why you want him on our team. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I think he'd be, I think he'd be protected a lot more if he was behind our offensive line than what they had in Detroit. He has a lot more weapons on our side than he what he had in Detroit, and I think he could play a little bit better. I, I'm Bro, not saying he's the solution. I'm not saying him and Tyler Smith gonna be on the sideline together. Him and T Smith gonna be on the sideline. Hey. <laughs> Hey, why are you bringing Tyre Smith into this, all right? You're talking about a better offensive line. What are you talking about? <laughs> so you said Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, uh, who else? Lyle Collins. And uh, in those boys, they can't protect him better than what they had in Detroit? Bro, what, what, hold on. What happened to Zach Martin this year? Well, yeah, this is the first time Zach Martin been injured in, in what, eight years even in the league? What? What happened? To, what happened to Leo Collins? What happened to Tyron? They weren't even playing. First time, and it was an injury bug throughout the whole Dallas church. organization. Okay, I don't see so, that happening again next church. Year. Collins didn't even step on the field one time since. <laughs> for, the, for the first time since he's so, been drafted, he'll I mean, he'll be back. He'll be all back. Right, so, 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 church. Here, here's the thing. You may not value Matthew Stafford in trading a number one. But they are going to get that from someone in this league. That they just all no way. Look, there's no know, if, way. If you are the Chicago Bears, if you are the Indianapolis Colts, a number one pick for Matthew Stafford versus what else you are looking at in free agency is going to be an upgrade. I mean, it, it just is. There's plenty of teams out. I mean, if you're the New England Patriots right now. You know, Matthew Stafford is an upgrade over what you have. So giving up a number one pick for a quarterback, and if you're trying to, especially if you're in a win-now mode, if you're a Matt Nagy and you're trying to hold on to your job and secure a second contract, um, and you're Ryan Pace, the, the GM, going and giving up your number one for Matthew Stafford versus, hey, we ready to run it back with Nick Foles or Mitchell Trubisky, you'll do that. So while you mm. may not value the 10, there are going to be other people that value the 10. So I'm just in, in this in this league of quarterback play. Now, I I am with Danny on this one all day long. Okay? I'm I'm church church. I'm sorry. You you by yourself on this. Um, <laughs> Ain't nothing know, new. Ain't nothing new. <laughs> you know, I I I I look at Matt Stafford and here's a man who's been in this league since 2009. He's made one pro bowl. That was in 2014 when they went 11 and five, and they ended up getting beat by the Cowboys. So, but he's made the Pro Bowl one time, and I started looking down at this list of guys who've made the Pro Bowl dur- during you know during this time here. You know, Mitchell Trubisky made a Pro Bowl, Jameis made a Pro Bowl, Marcus Mariota made a Pro Bowl, Kirk Cousins made the Pro Bowl twice, Nick Foles made the Pro Bowl, Carson Wentz made you know, Andy Dalton made it three times. This guy only made it once, and yes, we know the Lions had their issues and whatnot, but I, I just I just think that. The, the the time the Cowboys should have gone for try to get a Matt Stafford was 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 years ago. 
It was really toward the end of the Romo run. I, I just think that Stafford is not what they need. It, to me, the Colts seem like a really good fit for Matthew Stafford. Their offensive line right now is a better offensive line than the Cowboys, and he wants to throw it down the field. I think Frank Wright could, could accommodate him and give him what he wants. Um, but I just don't see him as a fit in Dallas. So let's go to the other quarterback that people have been talking about here. Deshaun Watson. He's told the Houston Texans he wants out. He signed a contract last year, basically making $40 million a year. Um, yeah. Your thoughts. Uh, there are people who want to connect into the Cowboys. Would you entertain or have a discussion about that if you're Jerry, Stephen Jones, and Will McClay? McCray? Uh, listen, I, I'm still high on deck, man. I, I like Deshaun Watson, but the, the intangible that, that the, the intangible that, that Dak has here in Dallas is his leadership and familiarity with the, uh, with the players and the uh, coaches that are here. The city loves him. The team loves him. He is a the leader of the locker room. And when you get rid of him for Deshaun Watson, what you switch out is a brand new guy who has to now get familiar with everybody that's here. Not saying that he can't do it, but this is pretty much turnkey. You're still going to be paying the guy $40 million. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing you're going to be paying Dak anyway. So you may as well keep this guy and let him prove what he can do oh, once you fix up once you once you fix up the defense and sure up the offensive line and get that running game get uh, back going. Dak is the guy who can take you to the Super Bowl. I think it's too close of a, of a match for you to be trading out uh, Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott. I, I would give uh, Deshaun Watson now the slight edge, but not enough for me to say, "Hey, Dak, you leave uh, Deshaun Watson is this this much better than you." You, so you you telling me right now, if it was a one-for-one, one, Deshaun for Dak, no questions asked, one-for-one one trade, you would not do that if you were the Dallas Cowboys? I wouldn't do it. Oh, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Because listen, listen, Deshaun Watson had a great year this year with, 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 with not that much with talent. We, we, were saying the, we, we were saying the same thing about Dak last year when they were losing and he was uh, running up the stats getting trash yards. I mean, oh, so, so I mean, the, 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 the stats are crazy. The stats are crazy. Dak Prescott has won in the playoffs just like, uh, I think Deshaun Watson won a game and they, they lost to Kansas City, right? Uh, last year, they beat they beat Buffalo and lost to KC. Yeah, so so listen, they they, they both they both can win, I, I, but I'm not trading out Dak. First of all, that'll make the Joneses look horrible. You've been signing off on this guy, saying how you gonna pay him and how much you love him, and and you would just look horrible to the league and any other free agent that was gonna come in here and say, hold on, this is the dude you said you love. This is the guy you said you had his back. He went out there and broke his leg for y'all playing on the deal because y'all didn't pay him two years ago, and then you gonna let him go and bring. Uh, Deshaun Watson and just imagine Dak Prescott going somewhere to coming and beating the Cowboys year in and year out uh, after, after you let him go after you trashed him like that that that'll just be horrible it, it ain't show friends it's show business if you telling me Deshaun Watson can't come in here and win football game I mean, it, this is outrageous the, the Cowboys fan base they were for about one month might might hate the Joneses and might hate the Cowboys organization. But once Deshaun Watson came in here and started winning games, you would you wouldn't even hear about that Prescott anymore. Look, I think there's Deshaun, there's only maybe two, <laughs> maybe, maybe three teams in the National Football League that wouldn't make that deal right now. That's uh Kansas City, 
maybe, maybe Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and maybe, maybe Seattle with, with Russell Wilson. <laughs> Everybody else, they would make that right. trade in a heartbeat, and I'm sure the Dallas Cowboys would well, do the same. Wait, that's what, what, what's crazy. It? One, one second, one second, Louie. Hold on, wait. How, how much is Deshaun Watson getting paid? Because I, I, I got, I got to push back on Church with this. He, so he, he's, he, he's, get, he's getting forty. You don't want to pay that forty. You don't want to pay that forty. He's gonna get forty-two, forty-three. That's what the number. If Dak was getting forty, he would have already signed that contract. If he wanted forty, but they, well, they was offering Dak like thirty-five. Uh, we gotta get a look at the reports on that one. What, what, what they offered that last year? It was it was it was the it was thirty five. It was thirty five. The only offer so, was thirty five. So and it became it became about the number of years. Dak wanted a four year deal. That's what these quarterbacks are signing on. They're signing four years. The Cowboys wanted five. Now, Church, I would just want to interject this. You said one on one. Houston is not trading Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Watson alone. I yeah, I understand. I understand that. I was saying hypothetically, right. if it was a one-to-one, would you do okay, that? Okay, well, well, let me tell you what the hypothetical ain't going to be. What's there? Houston is coming <laughs> for a boatload, so it is going to cost you at minimum Dak Prescott and your tenth overall pick. That's the minimum that you're going to and have I'd to do, do to get into this. You would and do, I'd it. do it. I'd do okay. it. <laughs> man, so hold on. So you want, so you, so you want to go in on defense as long as, as long as you can get rid of that. But if Deshaun Watson come trade away that first pick, where you said go pick a defensive think, player on, and just have Deshaun Watson play. I'm gonna be honest. I think Deshaun could do can do more <laughs> what the Cowboys had than Dak Prescott on I defense. No, I, I think he could he could overcome a, a bad defense more than Dak Prescott could. I think a, a, a historically bad defense. I don't know anybody could have overcame a historically bad defense. But I got you, man. It was a <laughs> hey, okay. Um, wow. I think that, I think he could be. I think he's a better quarterback than that. To be honest with you, um, we got to take a break here. We got to take a break here. <laughs> but when when we return here to our SWBC Mortgage Virtual Home Studios, I'm going to give you something that a trusted coach told me about Dak versus Deshaun Watson and the situation that the Cowboys are facing right now. Also, who are the top three free agents the Cowboys need to keep? We'll do that coming up right here on the Players Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, 
the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Back to the Players' Lounge. Cowboys Nation, get the best deal of the season. 60% off all salute to service and crucial catch gear. You heard right, 60% off these limited time collections. Plus, the Pro Shop has huge selections of cold weather gear and more details for every fan. Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or go to shop.dallascowboys.com for the best savings on your new gear today. You are in the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com, New East Coast Longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by former Dallas Cowboys safeties, Barry Church and Danny McCray. So, in the previous segment, Barry Church has let it be known. He would trade Dak Prescott for Deshaun Watson in a one-on-one on a one-on-one trade. I do not believe that's going to happen because the Houston Texans, by reports, are seeking at least three first-round picks, and the Cowboys are going to have to at least give up their first-round pick to get in the conversation along with Dak Prescott. McCray is the, of the opinion he wants Dak. Now, I, I talked to a trusted friend of mine uh, who's, who's you know, been, been in professional football for, for well over 30 years, and I said, give me your opinion on this. And first off, he said he thought, when you just asked him, who's the better quarterback between Watson and, and Dak, he said he thought Watson was the better quarterback. But then he says, let's add in the other things you got to think about. The cost of what it will take for you to get Watson, he said he would keep Dak Prescott. And then the other thing he pointed out, he said, look, Dak Prescott, before he went down, and even what he did last year, was doing things right there comparable to what Deshaun Watson was able to do. So he thinks that Dak Prescott, while he's not as good a quarterback as Watson, he thinks he's right there. He thinks he's a, a young, up-and-coming quarterback, and he would not give up um, Dak Prescott based on the other things you'd have to give up. So that, that, that was his opinion on on, on the two players, but I'm sorry, Church, you're going to have to give up more than just Dak Prescott. You're going to have to give up a, uh, a, a, a your first round pick at number ten. And oh, by the way, guess what? You're going to have to sign Dak to a franchise, you know, to the franchise tag, and then you know, then move him on the way. So, um, I, I just think and pay Deshaun forty. Um, yeah, I, I just think that that's not you know, it's just not going to happen. First off, first off, let me just say this. If I'm Houston, I'm calling up Deshaun. I'm like, bro, you you here. You got a contract. You're going to be here. Yes. Let's work this yes. out. What is it you need to do? I mean, they, the nickname they gave Kyle McNair down there, according to the Sports Illustrated article, is Tommy Boy, based off the movie, since he took over the, 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 the family business and he don't know what he's doing. So Tommy Boy needs to get in there and tell Deshaun, short of me giving you profit sharing in the team, how can I help make this <laughs> 
franchise you want to be back with? <laughs> I mean, because you've got to do something. Do you need to add another year to the contract? I mean, what is it you have to do to make this guy happy? You simply do question. not find guys like Deshaun Watson. I don't care if they get three first-round picks. You're not going to find another guy like Deshaun Watson. I got a question. Did he? Did Deshaun Watson sign that contract after they got rid of DeAndre Hopkins? Yes. Okay, so that, that's the thing I got, the, the problem I got with this whole Deshaun, you know, wanting out and all this other stuff. He, there was problems existing in that organization before he signed the contract. So, so? I mean, you, you, he, he's, he's, he's sitting here, so? he's sitting here talking, I want out, I want this, I want that, I want this. But, and then you go ahead and sign the contract. If you wanted to get out and everything was wrong in the beginning and you wanted to get out, why sign the contract? But, but church, but church, if, if I put the contract in front of you and, and, and part of the stipulation of, of signing it or, or, or the thing of signing this, hey, we're going to make sure we fix everything that you also brought to our attention if you sign this contract as well. So you'll be... You'll be in on making these decisions. You'll be whatever. So I, that's where Deshaun Watson feels played at because he he spoke about some stuff, uh, you know, some concerns that he had. They told him, I'm, I'm sure it was something going on with, um, you know, they explained what happened with DeAndre Hopkins, all the other stuff. And he thought, you know, all right, it's about to be a change, right? We're going to make a change. I'm signing. This, this is where I want to be at because they said they're behind me. And then, all, and then they weren't. So, not, so you traded with his friend. You tell him you apologize for it, and then you like, oh yeah, uh, all that stuff we said when you signed that contract. That's out the window. We 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 go in a different direction. I understand. Church, understand that point. Church, I would I would tell you after the podcast, um, go look up the Sports Illustrated story about the Texans and Jack Easterby. Read that, and 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 it'll give you some insight into the issues that he has with the organization and other people across this league, okay? So, so that's there. And then I'll also give you this bit of information. Why he went to Clemson when he was recruited by Dabo Sweeney and what they had there, the organization, uh, the family-like atmosphere. Um, and we've seen since Deshaun has left there, you know, what they built there, that culture they built in Clemson has been very strong. He likes that. That's what he wants. And that is not there at all in Houston. I mean, it's just not. Um, and what Sports Illustrated, the article will show you, is how Cal McNair has come in there and really just, he doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, he just doesn't. And if this is writers finding this out, imagine what the player who's there day after day has seen and what he knows. So, so dive into that, and I think it'll help you know, guide you a little bit into how, how he came to this decision. And he just said, hey, man, uh, thanks, but uh, let, let's go, go our, our, our separate ways here. Um, we spoke earlier pre-show about three free agents that the Cowboys have that they must sign outside of Dak Prescott, okay? He is obviously the number one free agent and the guy they need to sign. But after him, who are three guys that you think the Cowboys need to take care of this offseason? Well, if you if it's on me, uh, there's three there's three names, three names that come to mind for me, and they're not household names, they're not big time names. That oh man, we gotta sign him. He's gonna help this out of there. But the three people that I and it's really four because it's kind of a slash between the two of them that I've I've got. Number one, we gotta take care of LP. I mean, this is and I'm talking about whatever. I don't even know how I really pronounce his last name. Leducier. Lattisor. 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 My bad. <laughs> Which I think that's the first time I even tried to say his last name because we always just call him LP. 
But anyways, this is the most consistent long snapper in the game. There hasn't been many botched snaps with the Dallas Cowboys since that Romo incident back in, uh, I think it was what, 2007 in Seattle. That might have been the last botched snap that we've had with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not certain about that, but LP is the most consistent guy on this team. And we need to take care of him. It may be a minimum contract, but we need to take care of him. The second one is kind of a slash because it could be either or. I'm going Justin March or I'm going Joe Thomas. We need somebody to back up these linebackers. I know we might address it in the draft, but if we don't, we need somebody to back up these linebackers. Every one of them has been injury prone. I mean, Sean Lee is a free agent this year. LVE went down for some time. Jalen Smith went down before. So we need somebody back there that can back them up, that knows the system, that can run around and do similar things that these guys can do. And I think both of them can do that as well as help out on special teams. So I think we got to take care of either one of those two Maybe even both, but either one of those two, once again, it won't be a huge contract with those guys at all. And last but not least, we got to take care of the MVP of the team, Danny's boy, C.J. Goodwin. I mean, look, this is a guy... <laughs> that's been a dynamite on special teams. He's made play after play, whether it's tackling somebody, whether it's catching a reverse passing and taking it down the, fi down the field in, the, uh, in special teams. This guy is a guy that we need to marquee and bring back for special teams. We've seen how much that can hurt us when we don't have guys out there that can perform at a high level on special teams. We give up a lot of field position. So for me, we gotta take care of these guys, basically, uh, mainly for special teams, but they gotta be a part of this team next year. Uh, yeah, I, listen, I, I agree with you, Church, especially on on, on, L, on LP. He he has been that, that Jason Witten type of model of consistency, especially since I've been in the league. He's he, He's been there. You can always depend on him to make his blocks, make the snaps. And he, he's also one of those quiet leaders, right? You know, you, you can go talk to him. He, he kind of runs the special teams with the kicker. He, he's not the captain, but he's one of those guys who's always there. So, you, you know, the uh, the team can depend on him. So, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely you know, sign them to some type of deal, some team-friendly deal. And uh, hopefully this is one of the first times that the Cowboy takes care of uh, one of those special teams guys. So, CJ Goodwin, man, I'm rooting for you. I am rooting for you. I hope you get everything you deserve. Look around the league and look at uh, what some of these guys are getting paid and make sure the Cowboys take care of you in that way, man, because you earned it this year. You were the MVP of the defense. And uh, this one, may, may, you may not like this one, Church, uh, but uh, if, if the cost is right, I think you have to try to get Andy Dalton back. Oh, um, hell no. Yeah. Listen, you, you got... You got you, you got a quarterback that's coming off a very, very serious injury. Other than him, you have your guy, Double G, uh, on the roster. And, uh, you know, so we don't have anything. So you need that security blanket just like you needed that security blanket this year. I think had we went in and had a different type of defensive uh, game plan or talent on there, and we got Kellen Moore to stick to what works, which is, running the ball and, and focusing on play action after that, I think Andy Dalton would have played a lot better and we would have went a lot uh, a lot, lot deeper into the season and possibly getting to the playoffs with a better record. Uh, so yeah. you need a safety you, you need a safety blanket, man. Dak Prescott's coming off a serious injury. You don't know when he's going to be ready, so I'm, I'm sharing up that backup quarterback spot. Did you see what happened to Andy Dalton that last game? That yep. hey, listen, when, when all the marbles was on the line, he reverted back to Andy Dalton to Cincinnati. Playoff Andy yeah, he, Dalton. We, listen, we can't depend on that. I can't, stayed listen, my name on Andy Dalton. And look what happened to me, man. This is crazy. This is out of pocket. Listen, listen. He, 
he was he was on and off, man. He was on and off, but like like you said during the season, Andy Dalton had some some very bright spots to where you even changed his name. Yeah, he he didn't play well. He didn't play well that last game, but I don't I don't think that's that that's how he will play the entire season. I think this would be his second year in the offense. I think he'll play a little better if he has to. But I'm not I'm not staking my backup quarter position on double G. This is mm. not happening. Mm. Not happening. Mm. Mm, I can't believe you said that. Then go ahead, Nui. I can't believe you talking about bringing Pyrrhon Pyrrhon back in the fold. Look, I I think if you're Andy Dalton, this comes to a situation where you you were here as a backup, spent you know spent a few games as a backup. Next thing you know, you're you're starting again, and I think that's what Andy's going to try and do. He's going to go out there and try and find a place where he can go and play. There were rumors about Andy to New England last year. Um, if I'm Andy, I tell my agent to call Bill Belichick. Hey, see if I can get here. I'll take a one-year deal and, and, and you know compete. But I think if you're Andy Dalton, you don't want to be back here. They're going to bring bring back Dak. They told you they're planning on bringing back Dak Prescott, and he's going to be the starter. So I, I just I just don't see Andy Dalton here. I think he no, came here no, for, for what he wanted to. Yes. No, Andy Dalton is at the bottom of the free agent quarterback list. All right. I, I, I think I think there are many options out there that's better than Andy Dalton. He'll find himself looking for a job to be another backup after all the uh, chips are settled with all these guys who are uh, coming available uh, this offseason. Okay, that so, being so let me- said, Nui, would, would you bring Andy Dalton back if, if everything lined up and he was like, all right, I'll be the <laughs> Would you bring Andy Dalton back? If you can bring Andy Dalton back on the deal that you just signed him to, a $3 million deal, yes. But I'm telling you, if I'm Andy Dalton, okay, if I'm Andy Dalton, I'll go and take lesser money to go out here and play with Sean McVay, who's done with with Jared Goff and compete with that other guy, Walford, that they have out there. I mean, if I'm Andy Dalton, there's other situations I would take less the, the same money as the Cowboys or less money to go and compete and sign an incentive-laden deal. You know, if the Bears are going to bring out Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles, if I'm Andy Dalton, I'll go over there and I'll try my hand there. I mean, there's just other situations across this league right now that I feel if I'm Andy Dalton, I think I got a better shot to go play and actually get in there. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater up there in Carolina, they ain't exactly giving him a whole vote of confidence. So if I'm Andy Dalton, I'm going to take my shot where I think I got an opportunity to play. Here you know the only way you're going to play is if Dak Prescott is injured. These other situations, you actually could get an opportunity to play. Who knows what they're going to do out there in New Orleans. And if they say they're going to go with Taysom Hill, Shoot, if I'm Andy Dalton, I roll out there too because we know Taysom Hill cannot throw the football. Okay, he can't do it. So that's my thing on Andy. There's better situations out there that I think he could could hit. The three free agents I have that I think the Cowboys should resign. Um, CJ was number one for me. Uh, the Cowboys special teams, it was better under John Fossil. I think it can continue to get better. But CJ Goodwin is a guy that if you lose him. You're going to have a hard time replacing him. This is a young man who knows what he's doing, and you can trust him. Trusting guys on special teams and knowing what they're doing, um, I just think that's valuable. Uh, Number two, Joe Looney. Joe Looney's a guy who can play center. He can play guard. You bring him back here, and, and if he's backing up at both of those positions, he knows this offense. He's trusted. I just think that's, that, that, that to me is a valuable deal. We know how injuries go in the National Football League, and especially after last year with the Cowboys. Joe Looney's a guy I'm bringing back. And a third guy that I'm going to bring back, we didn't bring up, and obviously LP is a name I probably should have had on the list, but I'm going to give you a name here. Unrestricted wide receiver Noah Brown. 
there's a guy that I looked at. I thought he had some nice moments last year. And I'd like to bring him back if I'm the Cowboys. Because, once again, it's injuries. And having some depth here and somebody that knows your offense, I'd like to see what Noah Brown could do. I'd like to see what he could do with Dak Prescott. So those are my three guys. You, you know you know who I would like to see what they can do? Amari Cooper. I want to see what Amari Cooper can do. I want to see what Amari Cooper can do when you treat him like the number one receiver that he deserves to be treated like. Scheme up some routes for the guy. Let him get 16, 1,700 yards in a season with 10 touchdowns. Have him out there looking like Devontae Adams. Keep Noah Brown off the roster because the more weapons that you give Kellen Moore, the more Amari Cooper falls to the wayside. And that $20 million that he's making is going out the window this year. It's going, you, you get, you might not even be starting. Can, can I say, that, can, can I say this? Danny, you walked right into the trap. When I broke down Noah Bull, I was like, I know what's going to happen with this. <laughs> I do exactly <laughs> what you're you, Danny, you just walked right on through that one, man. <laughs> I, 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 listen, I wanted to be in there, man. I, I want people to... I, Amari Cooper is the number one receiver, and he deserves to be treated as such, especially getting paid $100 million bucks. all right? So treat him that way, man. We don't need no more receivers. We got Gallup, we got CD, and we got Amari Cooper. We got Blake Jarwin. We got, uh, listen, we, we got so many weapons. We don't need another one to take the attention off of our number one guy who is going to car- help carry us deeper to the playoffs and possibly to a Super Bowl. Now, I don't want to hear nothing right. about Noah Brown. Did, did you guys... <laughs> Did you guys have your top three quarterback free agents? Did you have your list there? If we're yeah, if we're talking about if we're bringing every quarterback that may be free agents, oh yeah, we can do that. All right, go ahead, Church. What you got? The top three. Now we're talking about just top three quarterbacks, right? Just free agents coming yes. up. That's all. Oh, oh, listen. That, that, that includes uh, that. To me, that includes like Big Ben, who possibly could be available. And I also threw in. um, uh, Yeah, I know, I know. But remember, and the thing, these are guys who could possibly be on the move this year. Like, if you wanted to make a move for Deshaun Watson, if you wanted to make a move for Big Ben because they weren't going to pay him forty million dollars, and he ended up being whatever. This is these are people who could possibly be available. Who who are the top guys? All right, well, go ahead, D man. You got you got it. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, listen, I'm going uh, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 oh, did, you, did you watch Cam Newton? This way? Ryan Fitzpatrick. My number one guy, just because everybody is talking about him. Everybody's talking about him. The number one guy to me has to be Deshaun Watson. Where is he landing at? What type of deal are you trying to put together if you are a team that really needs a quarterback and, and, and that's that's the only thing that you need to get you really started? Are you looking for a franchise guy, Deshaun Watson? I, I want to put Dak second because I don't want him to go anywhere, but you know, in, in all reality, he is going to be a, a free agent and he could possibly be on the move and that, that would be very unfortunate for us. And uh, number three for me would be my guy Stafford. Even though he's not healthy, I think if you put him in the right system, uh, maybe a, a New England, maybe a, a San Francisco, you know, get him with the right coach and the right weapons, I, I think he can be a top player and he could uh, carry a team deep into the playoffs as well. So those are my top three. Uh, okay, solid list, solid list. Uh, for me, 
If we're talking about guys that may be on the move, included into this um, top free agent list or top quarterback list of guys who might might change teams, um, my three and would be, of course, Deshaun Watson. We've talked a lot about him and where he could land and the possibilities. Uh, for me, Deshaun Watson, the, the best landing spot, in my opinion, for him would be out. Now, I don't know if this is going to get done. It probably ain't going to get done. But I would say San Francisco, just because to me, they have one of the most creative offensive minds over there in Shanahan. And I feel like Shanahan, after a couple years, he could be considered, uh, you know, one of them offensive geniuses like Andy Reid. So I think if he took his talents over there to San Francisco with that bona fide running attack, it, it seems like no matter who's in the backfield, you got UNT's Jeff Wilson back there. You got Taven Coleman. Um, you got Mozart back there. Whoever's back there running the ball, they do it effectively, and it would put a lot of pressure off of Deshaun Watson. So if I think if he went out there and combined with Shanahan, I think that would be an immaculate, immaculate couple right there. But I highly, highly doubt that's going to happen. Um, so for my number two possible, and I think it's the most intriguing quarterback that could be on the move. To me, it's Big Ben out in, out in, out in Pittsburgh. Um, to me, he came across, if you guys listened a little bit today, or his interview yesterday or today, one of the two, he came across to me as being kind of kind of begging for his job. I mean, like this is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, in my opinion. But he's out there saying, you know, you know, I'll take I'll take a pay cut. It doesn't matter what I'm paid. Just you know, just give me one more shot at the as a as a quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then if you've seen the Roonies over there, they're saying, yeah, you know, you know, we would like to have Big Ben back, but I mean, a lot of things are gonna a lot of things are gonna for have forty two million. Yeah, like they're like, I don't know, a lot of things are gonna <laughs> have to change. But that's legitimate. I mean, you, you guys have been in this business long enough, and you've signed, you know, you've seen contracts. That forty-one million dollars they put in there was yeah, it, never going to be paid. It was just something that the agent put in there to make it look good that he could sit up here and say, "I got being an extension that pays him." Blah blah blah. But they were never paying him the forty-one million dollars. And Rooney came out and said, it, "We ain't paying forty-one million dollars." And I think from what, but if you're Big um, Ben, do you do you do you beg for it like that? To me, I'm not doing that. If I mean, this is a guy that's a two-time Super Bowl champ. Like, well, he, you know, look, but he ain't the same. But look, I'm sorry, bro. He he looked like he looked shot. Okay, he looked like a yes, shot fighter this year. Okay, <laughs> so and this was, not, this was one so, year after that surgery. This is just one year after that surgery. They say it takes two years so, to get back. So maybe I'm, well, I'm just saying, no. I'm him. I'm not begging for the job like that. But like, but look, was, I, I wouldn't. But but they're telling you, hey, bro, we like you, but we don't like your 41. But at this situation, you look at where the Steelers are at. Okay, they're up against the cap. Bud Dupree's a free agent. Um, they've got it. They're now in that window where they can re-sign T.J. Watt. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is a free agent. Oh, they they've need to let him go. They need to let I'm, Schuster I'm, need to just, be gone. I'm just saying, they've got serious contractual issues and the lowest apparently according to Bob Graziano ESPN the lowest they could get Ben to is 23 million dollars so ask yourself this is Ben Roethlisberger worth 23 million dollars as a quarterback next year or can you move on and get a cheaper option can you go get a Andy Dalton a Jameis Winston do you give up your number one for Matthew Stafford who's making about 27 million dollars so who would you rather have Matt Stafford at 27 million or Ben Roethlisberger making 23 possibly are we saying are we saying Stafford and them are up there with Big Ben Roethlisberger? 
Um, at this point, if you're telling me next year, did, I could he have. He did if, take if, those cats to eleven and zero. I mean, they faltered towards the end, but he did take those cats to eleven if, and zero. <laughs> if Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh don't get a running game, it don't matter who they got out there. All right, they couldn't run the ball two yards. All right, right. so it, it don't matter who and you got Tom, out there. Big Ben was throwing the ball sixty times. Yeah, Matthew Stafford could throw it sixty times. He ain't gonna win no games. <laughs> they, they can't win that way. You're right. James James Conner's a free agent. You need to upgrade your offensive line. So, so there's a whole lot of issues there, but I'm sorry. I would I would I would wave goodbye to Ben Roethlisberger. And if I'm a team out here, I wouldn't be signing him. He, he's he is mm. past his What you're going to get is almost what Indianapolis got out of Phillip Rivers. He was okay, but Rivers couldn't take them over the top. He doesn't have that ability anymore. These guys are like pitchers. In their prime, they were throwing it 97, 98. You couldn't touch it. Now, they done lost five miles an hour. People are tagging that ball. And so now they got to be crafty with it. Some days they'll be good. Some days they'll be bad. They're not what they used to be. And that's the problem. You're paying for a guy who's not what he used to be. And that's what the Steelers, in my opinion, should go ahead and say goodbye to. If he's not what he used to be, why are we going to keep playing this game? Why are we going to keep on doing this? So you don't think he, you, even at 23 mil, you wouldn't bring him back for one year at 23? No. I'll bring him back for 23. I ain't going to lie. I'll bring I him mean, back. 40, 41 is out of pocket. There's no way he, There's no way in hell he's even near 41. But, but 23? At, at I, some I think, point. I think, I think they need one more. At some point in time, you need to hit the reset button. And, and, and okay, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and look at the Saints this year. Here's a team that tried to go one more year with Drew Brees. Now, I heard they were in conversations with Tom Brady. And, and, and what I was told was that Sean Payton really would have liked to have had Tom Brady, but you know, they kept going back and forth with Drew, and Drew kind of held them up. And then at the end, Drew said, okay, fine, I'm going to do it. But they were looking to move on from Drew Brees, from what I was told, from an insider who, who knows the organization very well. But what did we see from Drew last year? They, they could win some games, but this dude couldn't throw it downfield. And in the playoffs, Todd Bowles is like, man, this guy, first, he was hurt, and this dude couldn't push the ball down the field. They sat on the routes. Ben Roethlisberger is a guy, man, look, they, I'm sorry. They, they're not going to win games with this dude. He don't even throw it down the field like he used to. You got to start saying goodbye to these older dudes and move on, man. Move on. Hold even on now. Years, uh, if you're the Steelers, really? I'll trade. I will. I will trade up in the draft. I'll trade up in the draft and go get a, get one of these guys. But I would not be sitting up here trying to do this thing with 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 Ben Roethlisberger. So you go end up like Philip Rivers and the Colts. These guys can't put you over the top. I know. You, I know you want to get on Drew Brees and not throwing it down the field. But name they deep threats. You had Emmanuel Sanders. Man, they didn't get the ball down to Emmanuel Sanders. They Emmanuel Sanders ain't no true deep. He's he not a true deep threat. He's a route runner. That, that's what he, he's good at running routes, just like Michael Thomas. They, they were set up to run to run quick game, short routes, slants, and digs. That, 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 that's the type of person that they had on his squad. They, they, they tried it one more. They tried it one more time. They tried it one more time with him. They tried it one more time with Drew Brees, and it didn't work. And now they're finally going to to move on from him. But I just I just thought Drew Brees. He ha- I thought. He had his run. I thought Phillip Rivers had his run. And now I'm of the opinion Ben Roethlisberger has had his run. But if people want to keep on running it back, like the Giants tried with Eli, <laughs> show, show me where it works with these guys that are older like this in these late 30s. These dudes, you're looking at me like, hey, man, he ain't got it no more. I mean, show me where it's working with some of these guys where you've seen cracks in their armor. Tell me, tell me who it worked with outside of Tom Brady. 
Uh, yeah, he's well, the outlier. He's the yeah, outlier. outlier. But I think I think all Big Ben needs, man, is a solid running game, man. If he has a solid running game like he did in his early part of his career, I think he can. I think he can take those guys, you know, to maybe even the distance, maybe even all the way. But I just don't think he can do it on his own anymore. I don't think he can just use his arm strength to will a team um, to that to that to that top of the mountain. I think he needs help around him, and I think he needs a solid running game. But at twenty three, if he, if you can get him at twenty three mil. With no. you know, a, a, a good running game, I think you do it. I think you give it one more go. No, man. You just gave it one more go. And that was the thing. You, you know, he's up, sh- coming off shoulders. Ah, we got one more go. You just gave it one more go. And it didn't go the mm. way you wanted to. So, so now you're saying let's try it one more time. Then you're going to be the Saints. Mm. Well, they tried it one more time with, with, with Drew Brees. Sooner or later, you're going to have to just say, hey, man, we got to go get somebody. We got to go get maybe somebody. You- Maybe you move up in the draft. You, you keep him at 23, and maybe you move up in the draft and get you a quarterback so he can be that bridge guy. Maybe he'll be that bridge guy. Who, who knows? But I, I say you give him so, one more, man. I think Ben. So, so Church, Church, remember when you were growing up and they kept giving Cordell Stewart one more time? You know, he had that great slash year. They kept on trying to find that slash year one more time, <laughs> and they never found it. Near the same. No. And then they said, you know what, man? We're going to go draft a quarterback. And they drafted Big Ben. So at some point in time, man, you got to stop trying to, hey, man, maybe one more time. <laughs> hey, Church, this, this how teams do this that. I know he get. This I knew, like once you get close to the end of the show, this I knew he get man. He started talking all crazy. He talking about now he talking about Carter Stewart. You know, this, this, this I Carter Stewart <laughs> to Big Ben Roethlisberger. Man, I can't, man. Stop. We, we over an hour. <laughs> yes, we're we're at a, we're over an hour here. Chris Beam, Chris Beam has things to do here on a Friday. All right, Danny McCray, Barry Church, fun 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 conversations always. We will be back next week here on the Players Lounge, throwing out our opinions and such but let us just be known that Danny McCray and I are on board for Dak Prescott over uh, Matthew Stafford and his yes. church for some reason is in love with Matt Stafford but this is a conversation uh, we'll continue what about next Deshaun week Watson? man well, you you go you go leave out the Sean Watson too huh and and right. and and, right. and church is also in in there for Deshaun Watson Danny and I are there for Dak Prescott so we're all good just like the picks and last week have. baby I'm and good. What I said about <laughs> Stafford, and what about this? And the and what I said about Stafford was, hey, I say you do your homework on it. I say you don't go ahead and pull the trigger or nothing like that. You just do your homework on it. That's all I'm saying with Stafford. But Deshaun Watson, call it a day. Where I sign up, man. Where them paper, where the paperwork at, man? Give me a pen. Give me a pen. What's the eighth date? The 29th? Yeah, yeah, January 29th, right here. Sign all right, me well, up. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for checking us out. We'll see you next month right here on the Players Lounge. <laughs> Goodbye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,